It's race weekend in Indianapolis. It's carb day at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway special day in central Indiana. A great celebration of speed, innovation, fun at the track. We'll talk about carb day in a few minutes. Want to talk about the Colts, though, and the hot start they got to get off to. Look, Matt Ryan has got to get off to a hot start. Colts have got to be healthy as they hit the ground running in September. If they don't get off to a hot start, this season could unravel in a hurry. We're going to talk about that. Cubs a little bit of a dust-up yesterday. What are they doing? Losing 20-5. to Giving up 20 runs to an offensively inert baseball team is ridiculous. Um, and, and the Big Ten really needs to get rid of the divisions. Got to get rid of the divisions. Indiana is unfairly punished. It is so punitive for Indiana football to have divisions in the Big Ten. It's ridiculous. And reclassing is just wrong, and kids shouldn't do it. Another did yesterday, and I'm not happy about it. All right, let's talk about the Colts and the, the start. This is Breakfast with Kent for Friday, Carb Day, May 27th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give Jared Johnson a call. He's wonderful at what he does. He is a great plumber. Tactically wonderful, creative, really, really good at solutions that will last for you. 765-610-8809. That's the number. Smash that subscribe button. Smash the like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. And if you've got a question of an urgent nature that you want answered immediately, make a donation. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> there's a donation. Go Red Legs, Cubs suck. They sure as hell did yesterday. Joey Votto might be the biggest pain in the ass in the history of Major League Baseball. That guy, that guy's irascible. I'm so glad that he remains a Red. Because the Reds, without Votto, I don't know who they got. Tucker Barnhart's not there anymore. Castellanos isn't there anymore. Who they got, right? Sonny Gray still pit. Is Jim Maloney... Or Mahone, is he still with it? Jim Merritt, is, is he still with Gary Nolan, is he still with the Reds? Let's go. Let's talk about the Colts. The Colts opener is less than four uh, four months away. And, and the roster retooled, new quarterback. You got a new Leo. You got a new defensive coordinator. Uh, you probably got new free safety. You've got a new right guard. You got a lot new on this team, a new wide receiver. You know what? This is a team that if it doesn't get off to a hot start, you've got a real problem, a huge problem. Five of the first seven games are against AFC South opponents. All seven of the first seven games are against AFC opponents. If you get off to a slow start this year, you really put yourself in a bind because you have elevated the other teams in your division and you have, you have really... Put yourself in a box where it comes to tiebreakers at the end of the season, and we know how important that is. If you're going to finish 9-8, and 10-7, and seven, you better be able to win tiebreakers if you're going to put yourself in the playoffs. Got to get in the tournament this year. That is absolutely crucial for the Colts, and, and they have done everything necessary from a roster standpoint to make that happen. Now it's up to Frank Reich, the coaching staff, and these players, some of them very, very new to the Colts, to get to the tournament and, and put themselves in a position and do what the Bengals did last year. And that's kind of come from way out of the, like, if this was the Preakness, the Derby, or the Belmont, 
you know what? The the Bengals started the season last year like a quarter mile behind every other horse. All of a sudden, they finished ten and seven, get on a roll in the postseason, season, and they're in the Super Bowl. Got to do that. But to do that, you've got to raise hell in the first seven games of this season. Let's go through them briefly. All right, week one, you travel to Houston. This is the worst possible opponent for the Colts from my perspective. You can look at it differently and say it's the best possible opponent because it's a road game against a team that is universally held as the worst in the NFL. But I'll tell you this, while others may believe that the Houston Texans are terrible, that opening day, the Texans themselves will not believe they're terrible and those who are, are at Reliance Stadium are not going to believe that they're terrible. And that can count for something, as it did two years ago. Remember the opener in 2020? The Colts, they think, okay, this is a laugher. We're going down to Jacksonville. We're going to kick the hell out of the Jaguars. They're terrible. They got Gardner Minshew, for God's sake, as a starting quarterback. We've got Phillip Rivers. What happens? Gardner Minshew goes 19 for 20, and the Jaguars win their only game of the 2020 season. We don't have to go back too far. We don't have to dig too deep to resurrect that memory, right? Thank you very much for the donation. I appreciate it. Uh, that's a, I like that. That's fun. Um, the, the Texans may be terrible. They may finish the year 1-16. Uh, but that opening game, you know what? Hope counts in the National Football League over the course of 60 minutes. And the Texans are going to have hope in that opener that they wouldn't have at home in Week 8. So it's a shame they come in the opener. The Colts better show up ready to play. And then in Week 2, you go to Jacksonville. Like I got to tell anybody about Jacksonville. Jacksonville is going to be better this year, by the way. I look at them as maybe a 7-10, and 8-9 type team. They are still going to have hope as well. Trevor Lawrence... He looked pretty good against the Colts in that, that season-ending loss for the Colts that knocked them out of the playoffs. If the Colts can't beat the Jaguars with the playoffs on the line and the Jaguars, who had already locked down the number one overall pick, I mean, in week two of the 2021 season, what in the world is going on? Uh, True Heart FN, I'd rather face Duvall in the first game. Yes, yes, yes. Um... So that's the first two games. And ESPN, not that it matters at this point, but they've got the Colts as a 74% favorite against the Texans at Texas, at Houston, and then a 70% favorite at Jacksonville. So you better start 2-0. If you start 0-2, this thing could spin out of control in a hurry. Uh, week three, you got the Chiefs at Lucas Oil Stadium. All right, it's the home opener against the Chiefs. You still have Patrick Mahomes. Look, to me, the Chiefs are like the Golden State Warriors, and Patrick Mahomes is like Steph Curry. As long as you got that guy, you got a chance to win games. Chiefs, they've got that guy. No Tyreek Hill, no 111 receptions, no 1,239 yards, no nine touchdowns. However, you do have guys you got Juju Smith-Schuster, you got Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you got Sky Moore. Sky Moore is going to be interesting because instead of taking Alec Pierce at 53, the Colts could have taken Sky Moore. 
Sky Moore went 54 to the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be interesting to compare and contrast those two guys and their statistics as they kind of migrate through their career to see if Chris Ballard was right in selecting Alec Pierce instead of Sky Moore. Uh, Chiefs Colts, a 50-50 game, according to ESPN. And then you've got a home game against the Titans. Titans, 62% chance to win, according to ESPN, for the Colts. Again, that doesn't mean a damn thing. And for, with them, you know who you're playing against. You're playing against the second best running back in the NFL. You're playing against a quarterback who can play a little bit in Ryan Tannehill. The Titans have won the AFC South the last two years. That counts for something. And they have retooled that offense. They shipped A.J. Brown out. And they drafted Traylon Burks, rookie out of Arkansas. That was with the 18th overall pick. They got Kyle Phillips in the fifth round, who I think is going to be a terrific possession receiver. I wanted the Colts to take him. Uh, Robert Woods, as he recovers from that ACL, he did good work for the Rams for a long time. Austin uh, Hooper as a tight end, a solid defense and a really good coach. Mike Vrabel is a really good football coach. And, And the Titans benefit from his leadership every year. Frank Reich has got to prove himself to be in Mike Vrabel's kind of uh, status as a football coach in the NFL. That's first four. And then you've got at Denver, which is going to be a tough game for the Colts, Russell Wilson. You know what? Playing five of seven against the AFC South to start the season. Thank you very much, the Don. 534, I appreciate that. Um... But then also having to play the AFC West, half the AFC West in the first seven, that seems unnecessarily punitive. The schedule kind of relaxes a little bit in week eight against Washington, but then it gets going again. You got to travel to to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Uh, This start to the season, absolutely crucial for the Colts. If they don't get off to a good start this season, again, could unspool in a hurry. You've got to hit the ground running. You have got to sell out to be ready to go early. This 1% better every week does not work. you got to start the season as good as you're going to get and then maintain it throughout the season. You can't, hey, we're going to get better next week. You'll see. Uh, Matt Ryan's just getting a hand. One thing that I'm really optimistic about with the Colts. Here's the deal with the Colts. And, and Frank Reich said this the other day, that Matt Ryan is really working with Reich and uh, the Marcus Brady and the rest of the offensive staff to winnow down the playbook. Get it down to the plays you really like and become great at those plays. I love that. Simplify everything. I love a quarterback who wants to simplify. I love a coach who wants to simplify. Instead of being mediocre at 210 plays, be great at 60 of them. Find your 60 best best plays and run those suckers and beat teams with them. I love simplicity on the offensive side of the ball, and I love aggression on the defensive side of the ball. Hopefully, Gus Bradley and that defense, they get crazy aggressive, start pressuring quarterbacks in ways that they didn't last year, last or among the least in pressure percentage, quarterback knockdowns, not, not good. In that way, you you win in the NFL in two ways. You keep your quarterback upright on time on target, right? 
and then you harass the opposing quarterback. That's how you beat teams. And the Colts were not good at either of those things last year to an extent that would allow them to get into the playoffs. All right, card day, fun at the track today. Elderly rockers on stage this afternoon. Rick Springfield, all of 72 years old. John Waite, 69 years old, former lead vocalist for the Babies. How about John Waite? Matt Sorum, 61, the, the drummer for Guns N' Roses. Uh, and then Morris Day at the time, Morris Day, a spry, 64 years old. So it's it's a senior day, senior rock day, as it always is at Carb Day. They always, like Steve Miller was there the other year. He was like 74 years old playing Abracadabra for 75 minutes. What? <laughs> That's not entertainment. Jet Airliner, Jungle Love, I'm good. Abracadabra, shell that crap. Never play it again, Steve Miller, please. Um, let's get rid of college football divisions. Let's get rid of, of the Big, East, Big Ten East and the Big Ten West. Indiana, what the hell? Indiana has got to play every single year. They've got to play Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, and Penn State. Granted, they get to play uh, Rutgers and Maryland, but is that really a consolation for having to play four of the best programs in college football every single damn year? It's ridiculous. You know, I'm no huge fan of Tom Allen, but my God. You know, what do you expect the guy to do? Purdue, they play in the Big Ten West, so they get Nebraska, Minnesota, you know, Iowa, Northwestern, good, Illinois. Jeez. Roll out the red carpet for the Boilers and absolutely eviscerate any chance that Indiana has to be competitive every single year because of these stupid damn divisions. Get rid of them. What purpose do they serve? Have the first and second place team in the Big Ten play in the Big Ten Championship. Who cares? You don't need divisions. Let's go. Michigan State is going to get better. They got a hell of a coach. They made a really good hire. Uh, Major League Baseball issued a memo to teams. They need better facilities for females on their staffs. So if you, you, you like an assistant GM, as they continue to kind of hire women into key roles within Major League Baseball franchises... Who do I think is going to win the 500? I, I don't think that you go wrong betting on Alex Pillow. Uh, I'm taking Alex Pillow. I think he's terrific, and I think he's going to win the Indy 500. Good question, and thanks for the donation. Um, have you, so Major League Baseball, back to the women's rooms. They want showers, not the women. Major League Baseball wants showers for the women on, on, on site at the ballparks near the clubhouse for the team. You know what? There has been such a gap between the comfort level of men's rooms and women's rooms forever in every workplace. I challenge every man, walk into the women's room at your workplace and then file a grievance with somebody because they got couches in there, they got lamps in there, they got a nice little quiet space, they got special waste baskets, they got all kinds of things in there that we don't get. What do we get? We get a toilet, sometimes in a stall without a door, we get a urinal, and we get a sink. They got a beautiful lounge. We have a poopatorium. What is going on? Do we complain? We should. we got to have something to complain about. Uh, another five-star recruit reclassed. Elijah Fisher is going to play for Mark Adams at Texas Tech. If you know anything about Mark Adams, Mark Adams is going to be able to recruit. He gets Elijah Fisher um, reclassing. Do not reclass. If you're a kid, if you're a parent, don't reclass. 
Do not teach your kid to hurry through life because he wants to get to NBA millions. Don't do it. Reclassing, number one, it's not a better path to the NBA. It's quicker, but it's not better. And number two, hurrying through the best parts of life is just stupid. Don't do that. What are you trying to get to so quickly that you would deny yourself the enjoyment of a senior year of high school? It's absolutely ridiculous. Never reclass. Like Christian Lander. Christian Lander is going to play at Western Kentucky in large part because he reclassed and, and went to Indiana when he should have been a high school senior at Evansville Wrights. Absolutely cataclysmic mistake for that kid. Changed his life. Now he's a hilltopper. I rest my case. Birthdays today on Carb Day. Uh, Liam Doris, happy birthday. Chance Covert, Dave Yoder, Mark Pay, Deborah Hudnall Hillman, uh, the great Stormy Morning, celebrating a birthday. The great Mark Monteith, celebrating a birthday. John Truitt, Ari Schifrin, uh, Robert Johnson, Lori Carr, the great Brian Stull, Stully celebrating a birthday. St. Louis radio legend. And Greg Lewin. Happy birthday. Happy the great Greg Loon. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. It is still raining. Carb day rain sucks. However, race day fun is ahead. Sunny, 84 on race day. I cannot wait.